And when I was seven months old, it took me three day, three weeks to have a bowel movement. Now three days, voila, just because of fibers and carbs and nutrients and vitamins and all the good stuff. <laughs> but then I discovered that 70% of serotonin is created in the gut system and it is only created when we have good gut bacteria. So that is another reason why fiber is so important. Also for mm -hmm. mental health. So um, that is how I cured my depression and my anxiety. Welcome to the Joygasmic Life podcast. Before we get started, I just want to let you know what's happening in this episode. Kristen and I had an incredible conversation about how early mental health challenges often show up as challenging periods, the China diet and how it impacted her life, uh, the importance of eating food rather than not eating food, the importance of eating enough food and all of the different types of food and how they can impact your experience of your nutrition, the miraculous transformation in her experience after starting the China diet after years of not pooping, the power of a plant-based diet and fiber to cure anxiety and depression. And we also got into a bit of an unexpected topic for me, which was how the Bible talks about eating plant-based and her incredible story of receiving a faith healing that completely transformed the sensitivity that she had towards food since birth. Um, we also talk about holidays that aren't the way that they are used to be and a plethora of other vegan-friendly, um, plant-based living solutions for families and the importance of teaching our children new and better ways based on the knowledge that we've gained through our challenges in our life. It's an incredible conversation between women, two women who have been there in their own crazy mental health journeys and have come through the other side. I hope it inspires you in beautiful ways and thank you so much for watching. Between you and me. Right where you are, right in this moment, is exactly where you were meant to be. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to the Joygasmic Life Podcast. I am your hostess, Elena Harder, and I am so glad to have you here today. If you are an awakening woman, a conscious mother, a woman on a journey to bring about the best for your family and create an enlightened experience of being a child and a woman and a mother and partner in your world, I absolutely I'm so grateful and so glad that you have found your way here. This podcast collects not only my own personal stories, things I would have done better had I known better, but also the beautiful stories of many hundreds of other women and men who have been through the consciousness awakening journey, who are here to share their stories, to inspire you to know that you can recover from mental health challenges, from postpartum depression, from challenges with traumatic births and just the life in 21st century, as well as beautiful, actionable tips, exercises where we walk you through practical things that have really helped us and the journey of becoming a joygasmic mother, one who handles absolutely every challenge with grace and ease and understands that everything is here to awaken her deeper, to create more empowerment and more pleasure in her life even the challenging things. So life. that sounds juicy. Listen up because we have got a wonderful episode for you today. Fully harnessing the joygasmic potential of your body and yourself. Anything is possible. And especially we are here to tell you the deep and fulfilling love 
possible and is available for you when you choose that for yourself. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Well, welcome, Kirsten, to the show, to the Joygasmic Life podcast. I'm so glad to have you here today. Uh, we met through Facebook. You were answered somebody's question about gestational diabetes, and that's a bit of a personal pet peeve of mine because I think that gestational di- diabetes is a bit of a myth. I think it's a bit of a like Western industrial induction complex type thing. And so I was really excited to see your response saying that you believe there are nutritional things that we can do to help gestational diabetes. And so we're going to talk about that today. Um, I'd also love to hear some stories about some of the solutions and products that you recommend for dealing with that gestational diabetes. You also help with mom mindset stuff. And uh, you have an incredible story about nine miscarriages and then coming to a fruitful pregnancy. So I hope we get to dive into all of that today in a really good way. Welcome, and thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's so exciting. Beautiful. So before we dive in, can you just tell me and the people who are listening a little bit, like how did you get into this journey where where you are now? Like how did you get into the place of being a mom mindset coach and and nutritionist? So, The nutrition thing and health thing started in 2013. I was really, really ill. The doctors didn't have any clue of what was going on with my body. So I decided to do some research myself. Um, And then I found the China study. um, And it is is in danger. This one, oh, um, but I okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, I found this book, um, and I watched the forks over knives, and then I dived deep because, like, I'm a nerd when it comes to figuring things out. It is like I feel like a detective. So that was really what I do- did for years, um, and I did a ten they challenged back in uh, November 2013 just to see if it would help because like nothing has helped had helped and I felt like shit Um, and I was actually on sick leave from my studies because uh, my body didn't function at all and I was Mm. sleeping so um, I tried symptoms were you experiencing like what kind of stuff? Was um, I love to get the details yeah. so people can go like, oh, like I'm there and, and there's a solution. So um, I had chronic constipation. I had had, had that since I was a baby. Um, and that is <sighs> one of the topics I also like to talk about. Uh, baby <laughs> health uh, issues. It has to move. Um, yep. So I have always struggled with constipation, bloating, and fatigue. Um, and I have also also always fallen a lot. Um, and when I became a teenager, I started to have trouble with my knees and my ankles. It was like, it was before, a bit before I became a teenager. So when I got my period, um, it... Right got worse um, and yeah. horrible period, period pains as well. Um, I was in bed for one or two days a month. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, I remember like it just, so I tried this at this time in two, November, 2013, I was on sick leave. I had depression. I had anxiety with anxiety attacks daily and I had no clue where they were coming from. They were coming out of the blue and it was um, anxiety attacks where I had to lay down and got all dizzy and everything spent. Um, and mm. it, my worst anxiety attack actually uh, lasted 24 hours. It was on off, on mm. off for 24 hours and I was shaking all the mm. time and it was, it was horrible. So like and I had depression I went to a psychologist I did all these things to um, get a better life uh, but yeah at, at that time I have been doing that for a while um, I also grew up in in foster care and um, my father died of MS when I was 18 so um, a lot of things has happened <laughs> Um, number of challenges right yeah. yeah yeah oh my gosh I'm so sorry to hear that but like also thank you for sharing because it's really good to know that like yeah. people can be in sort of those really challenging situations and find their way through and obviously it leads to passions like yours and mine where we're like yeah a better way exactly so I'm I'm so grateful for everything that has happened in my life also all the bad stuff because it has made mm. me who I am today um, and that's so important to get get out there, even though it has not been the easiest childhood. And I have been sick and I have had all these. I'm so grateful because I don't think I would be where I am today if I hadn't had all these things happen, happening to me. Um, yeah. So, yeah. November 2013. And I actually, in November 2013, I felt so bad that I was... Uh, one day uh, in the mental hospital uh, because I wouldn't live anymore because mm. I was in agony every single day of my life um, and mm. I could not go on so I needed a solution so badly um, yeah so then I prayed to God and next day this fell into my lap so <laughs> <laughs> God God answers. Fast like that. Yes. Like that when you're really asking and you're really wanting. Absolutely. Yes. When you ask, when you pray and you listen, then boom, that was the solution for a lot of my struggles. So I, and I found this 10 day challenge. I don't remember who had it. I think maybe High Cap, Hannah, or Freely the Banana Girl. It's so long ago. I can't remember. Um, yeah, and and I was so fascinated fascinated about this and this and really thinking because like my first family was all about the Atkins diet, and um, mm. so when I was a teen, I yeah, high fat. Who cares where your fats are coming from? My dad did it for like two years and. He lost weight, but it, it wasn't necessarily good for him either, you know, and we weren't really eating great food. We were like pounds and pounds of bacon. Yeah. Um, like we were like, mm, all the bacon we want, sweat, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. So your father so, was really into Atkins diet. 
Yeah, and that is how I got my fear of carbs and bananas and potatoes. And yeah, so um, yeah, I was really afraid of eating. And also this time I wasn't rarely eating anything because I couldn't digest anything. So I was like drinking most of my meals and because when I was mm. eating food, I had these yeah. uh, benches and yeah. my doctor thought I was bulimic, uh, <laughs> but I wasn't. So, um, so yeah, it was a uh, food just became such a struggle and I just wanted to have to be able to digest food and have a good relationship with food because I love food. Everybody loves yeah. food. <laughs> so yeah, in all its forms. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I decided to try 10 days on this challenge. And within the first few days, and in the first week, I was only drinking smoothies because that was all that I could handle mentally and physically. I was like, smoothies, I can drink them. It's kind of a drink, but kind of, food, kind of some sort of food. So that was the perfect combination to start me off on the right foot. Um, so I was drinking these um, smoothies in liter uh, glasses. If you have seen those uh, Germany beer glasses, that was the smoothies yeah. I was drinking. And um, yeah. and actually, Freely, the banana girl, she helped me um, overcome that fear of carbs and realize mm. that I needed to eat enough on this sort of lifestyle. Um, because the, the common thing I, I see uh, where people go wrong is that they limit their, their foods and limiting, the, mm. limiting their meals and then failing a couple of months later. So, um, right. yeah, if, so, if those diets are too restrictive, it's really hard to stick with them because. It's like your body's not getting essential, essential nutrients it actually needs. And then it goes like, well, give me the old thing I used to really like. And, and it's just like you're, you're back at square one. Yeah. To be really so, tricky. So then what happened? So, yeah, three days into it, I wasn't constipated anymore. Like I have re regular bowel movements every morning at three the same days. time. Three days, three days. Only th I love it. Yeah. Oh, and like. And when I was seven months old, it took me three days, three weeks to have a bowel movement. Now three days, voila, just because of fibers and carbs and nutrients and vitamins and all the good stuff. So, um, yeah. and of course- and is, part of, is, is part of that just like the bulk, like fiber, like the carbs provide like a bulk to just literally push everything through? Is that, am I getting that right? Is that part of your understanding? Um, yes, and uh, the fibers also, um, they are so essential for a good gut bacteria to thrive. Mm. Because good gut bacteria lives of fiber. And the only fiber you get is from whole, food, whole plant foods. You can't get fiber anywhere else. And it, there has been studies that actually conclude that the Western world um, we have such a fear of protein deficiency, but we are, most of us in the Western world 
are in huge deficiencies of fiber. Um, mm. And that is really, really scary because that is all these, um, and also 70% um, of serotonin. So um, when I was depressed and had anxiety, I was a short while on antidepressants and I, um, I didn't like it. So it lasted uh, about two weeks <laughs> and they didn't help as at well. Um, <laughs> but then I discovered that 70% of serotonin is created in the gut system and it is only created when we have good gut bacteria. So that is another reason why fiber is so important. Also for mm -hmm. mental health. So um, that is how I cured my depression and my anxiety uh, as well. Wow. So it took uh, a, a lot longer to establish a gut, gut bacteria um, flow that was, that was consistent. So it took several months I would say when did I had my last anxiety attack it was about a half year to a year after I started eating plant-based yeah yeah wow. but that was my that was my last anxiety attack and my depression and their whole lives managing that kind of stuff right and it's like gosh like six months of a dietary change just going back to like what our ancestors ate yeah and you're not having those issues anymore it's incredible it, it is so mind-blowing that just some simple changes in what you put into your mouth changes everything it is it's almost like magic it is so incredible um and I'm also like having this study con actually confirms the Daniel diet. If um, any of your listeners is Christian or have read the Bible, the chapter about Daniel and his friends where they go to, um, where they actually uh, become slaves and then they have to work with these other um young people and they needed to be strong so they should eat the king's food but they uh, daniel and his, his friend refused because it was not um according to the dietary law in the bible um mm. and daniel says that he only wants to eat plants and water and then they mm. they actually get 10 days to do that and then they prove that they are actually stronger than um, the, mm. the other nationality. And the other nationality is put on the Daniel diet, aka this. So uh, it is so incredible that science wow. confirmed the Bible as well. So, beautiful, and like, beautiful. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't familiar the, with that story. So, and some of our listeners are Christian. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's beautiful to hear those, so, those stories. And yeah. like, it is so incredible. We have it in the Bible. The Bible is one of the oldest book in existence and the, the book that is most translated in the world. And yeah. it's, it is in there. It is, it is crazy. Mine is very... Ten, <laughs> yeah. So 10 pages in there or something. The Bible's got the food stuff covered too. Boom. Who knew? Yeah. 
I didn't. Now I do. Right. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, um, like it, it is crazy that with so little, with just simple fruits, you get nourished so well. And like, it, yeah, it saved my life because I was uh, at a point where I didn't want to live. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been there. I've absolutely been there. I mean, I spent years dealing with like, should I drive off this bridge or not? I, I've got kids on board. Maybe I shouldn't. Probably I shouldn't. Okay. Just keep your eyes on the road. Don't think about it too much. Just keep going. You know, like I literally spent years like that stuff in carbs, like high, like high crap carbs, not like nice carbs like you're talking about right like refined yes. wheat pastas non-organic that kind of stuff and um and like the and sugar and gads into my mouth and being like I'm fine I'm fine should I drive off this bridge I'm fine no it's not my diet should I drive off this bridge like just like not seeing the connection you know it's, I tell it a little bit dramatically but it's like it was really challenging and like you said like your whole story you're like don't want to live anymore because the the anxiety and the dysbiosis and the gut and just like all that and the gut is so responsible for our mental health which somebody would have told me that a decade earlier you know like yes like I'm just I still wonder why people are put on antidepressants they have so low success rates um, and they have so many side effects and the side effects is really the horrible ones. Um, yeah. That's like suicidal and, tendencies. Yes, exactly. And like with with just fueling your butt with a lot of fiber, you will actually get a um, a lot uh, so much higher values of serotonin in your body. And like when I was mm -hmm. depressed, I was told that serotonin was only created in the brain, but it's only 30%. So if we really take care of mm. our gut system, everything else gets sorted. And like mm -hmm. the gut is the second brain. Yeah. So, so let's talk about let's talk about those fibers in a little bit more detail, because I think I've still got a little bit of that like anti-carb mindset. I know at one point I was like, no pastas, no nothing, like no, no bread. Like I knew gluten wasn't working for me. Right. I'd heard that. And so I was like, nope, screw the whole grains, all of them, screw them. Um, but now you're telling me, and like, as I've discovered later, there are some that are good for us. So in your book, in your understanding or through your understanding of the China study, like what are some of those good whole food fibers and, and grains that we want to put into our body and how do we prepare them? It is like, we want a lot of fruits. We want a lot of whole vegetables. Um, like only, only cut and eaten. It's really that simple. And then we want to ha integrate some like potatoes, sweet potatoes, pumpkins, rice and uh, legumes like quinoa. And we want all, and beans and all these we want as well. Um, mm. Of course, the more refined you go, like pasta, the more, um, the less nutritional value it has. So it's really yeah. just about keeping it as close to the whole food as possible. Um, and then it should be fine. Like, we should, that is the, that's all the good carbs. It's all the good nutrition because it's not only carbs. It is 
vitamins, it is uh, minerals, it is fiber, it is all these compounds that need to create a symphony in your body. And, um, and when we refine them, we lose, we lose that symphony and it, uh, yeah. it, be- it becomes bad music. <laughs> So, yeah, bad music, right? Yeah, if we imagine like the beauty of a grain of rice, okay, to turn that into rice pasta, we've got to like chop it up somehow, throw it through some sort of blending machine, squish it into a paste, mix it with some other things maybe so it stays whole, and then like extrude it into a long line, put it through some sort of drying process. And at each stage along the way, it's like potentially, not potentially, it is losing like nutritive value versus like the grain itself will sit on a shelf for ages um, and stay shelf stable. Now, what do you say about sort of legumes, grains, and whatnot in terms of soaking them? Is that a big part of your, your uh, I was going to say mythology, your, your uh, outlook on food? Mythology. Yeah. That's um, mythology of sorts. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I, I soak my beans and I soak, uh, yeah, lentils and so on. Um, just like I'm, I'm also 25% Mexican. So like beans okay. and, <laughs> and corn is, uh, it's just comfort foods for me. Um, yeah. And is, is something that I love making and my family loves it as well. So, yeah. um, but it's really, yeah. I, I yeah. soak them overnight and then rinse them and then cook them. Okay. And can you give me, so I have a bit of an understanding around that, but can you give me your understanding on why that's important for nutrient uptake? Um, soaking, it uh, releases some chemicals that you don't want, like green potatoes. They are not good to eat. Like they have these, um, these chemicals that it releases when we soak them and soaking them also helps with the cooking time. So they cook better and faster and they have a better consistency. Um, mm-hmm. And that, yeah, that is what I love. You cook for like eight hours and they're still not ready. Yeah. But if you soak them overnight, you cook them for like 20 minutes, an hour, whatever. They're, they're yeah. Good. yeah. So, uh, so yeah. And like, and that you taste so much difference from canned beans to homemade uh, home cooked beans it is it's really a big difference yeah because most of those commercial producers aren't soaking their beans which means they're missing sort of that piece yeah yeah Um, I think I think it's phytic acid is one of the the big ones that's sort of the one my brain glommed onto phytic acid is something that like keeps it shelf stable basically yeah so yeah, right. uh, I like I live my, my life on three languages a day. So um, oh yeah, so Sorry. it is it's an English term. I'm not sure. Yeah. No, exactly. So uh, yeah, so so sometimes I forget one language, especially in the evening. So um, yeah, that happens. So good. So good, yeah. My uh, gosh, I can't. I I only operate in English and sometimes in Spanish. So to manage three and then to try and do technical lingo between the three is just like Whoa! a little bit, yeah, a little bit much. Some days, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but it's good. Great grains, and, and then so whole foods, whole vegetables, whole fruits, 
Um, obviously, as organic as we can get locally, as local as we can get, um, and then sort of these healthy grains and beans soaked. Is there anything else in that China study that's really important for people to know if they're looking at looking at their diet, changing their diets? To eat enough, I can't say it enough times. It is where most people go wrong. They don't eat enough because one gram of carbs is four calories and one gram of fat is nine calories. And most of us in the Western world it, live on high fat diets. And therefore we have this restricting restriction mindset mm. um, and being afraid of, of of eating too many calories and eating mm. and really limiting those calories. And when you understand that a calorie is not, is not only a calorie, there's so much more to a calorie. Um, mm. And you really got, get that understanding. You'll realize that it is important to eat a proper amount of calories. And the recommended amounts mm. of calories is perfect for men and women. It just has to be from the right sources. So from right. plant, plant foods, you can eat so much because um, it the mass is bigger because it has um, it's, it is so low in fat. So all the calories come right. from carbohydrates. So you can eat so much more. You can eat a bit over double as much food compared to right. if it comes from fat. And that is um, eating that amount freak people out that have that uh, diet mentality. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I know um, one of the things that scare me the most about getting pregnant is this idea of like needing to eat a lot because one of the things that really helped me in my life was like intermittent fasting and choosing to eat less and just being like, I'm putting less of the wrong foods in my body. That gives my body more time to digest and feel better. And I felt really good eating less. And I was like, I'm going to have to eat for two. I'm going to have to eat more. I'm going to have to eat like ridiculous amounts of food. And there is kind of like a, like a phobia around it. If I, if I eat too much, I'm going to get fat. But yeah. I've also seen like my dad, for example, go through this journey with, he's been on a weight loss journey for like 30 years or something. Um, but he's never tried this one. We'll see, you know, I don't think he's ever actually aligned quite so clearly with what you've outlined today. Cause yeah. there's still, still quite a few foods in there that aren't the things you outlined. Yeah. Um, so, so, and like, like, like holes in the bucket, right? Go yeah. And like everyone I speak with, loves food everybody loves food and when you get told by a nutritionist that you can eat even more food than you're used to and not limit your foods like that should be amazing and i actually think that is why most think it's too good to be true hmm. right because we've been we've been fed over the last like 30 to 80 years or whatever, sort of this like Western medical complex dietary advice that actually is kind of the opposite of what we should be doing, or they've segmented it. Okay, you guys should yeah. eat no fats, you guys should eat no carbs, you guys should eat no, um, you know, 
no, nobody says you shouldn't eat processed foods except for the people who are actually getting results. Just FYI, you know, like yeah. none of the, right. But there's all of these things where they've said like, don't eat this, don't eat that. And so literally like decade after decade, we become like more and more phobic of being fat and ugly. While I mean, especially in the U S like people are getting fatter. They're just like, okay, well, if I can't eat that, I'll just like chug some soda. And you go like, that was like the worst place to get calories from. And there's like, however many you know like 26 grams of sugar in a can last time I looked at one it was like whoa put that back on the shelf I didn't even you know it was like at somebody else's house or whatever and I was like oh what's in these things anyway right there's a reason I don't drink these um yes because if you're getting like 200 calories from a can of pop like there's no more room in your calorie intake for like six plates of veggies or whatever that 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 would be the the equivalent of that yeah of that pop yeah Oh, so much good stuff. So let's talk, let's, let's like move forward a little bit. Cause you had sort of all this health stuff in 2013. Obviously it's a little bit later than that. You've been working this for a while. What kind of changes? I mean, you started pooping right away. Your mental health transformed. Um, I'm really curious about that nine miscarriages piece. Cause that is a, a large number of miscarriages and that must've been really challenging for you. And was that going on during this sort of the health transformation or what was the timeline on that? How did all that happen? And yeah. So um, in now I'm like four years ago, I, mm-hmm. the 18th of August, I delivered my daughter um, who have been vegan all her existence. Um, and that was a terrible birth. So I ended up in a, a emergency C-section, a bit about the Faroe Islands where I live. Um, we don't get epidurals. We cannot schedule a C-section unless uh, we have had one or has a risky pregnancy. So like that is most often twins or you have some complication during your pregnancy. Um, so I ended up, and the thing is, um, I thought I have had healed all my, um, digestional issues and like everything because I felt so good before giving birth. I had the most amazing pregnancy, um, Mm. like stretching every morning and really taking good care of myself, eating a lot of really good food. Um, I only yeah. had good cravings. It was amazing. Um, so I'd love to hear more about that amazing pregnancy too, because yeah. like, we just don't give enough space for those stories. Like, what was that like for you? Because I've had the experience of being like stressed in pregnancy and tired in pregnancy. That was kind of my experience so far. It's like, what was it like for it to be amazing? Like, what did you feel like? What was your journey in that? I felt so good. Like, no, like. Um, because I have always, I was the chubby child as a child. So, um, but like being pregnant, getting big without um, having any um, any issues with my body was a, a great thing yep, to experience. Yep. Uh, love yeah, that. Beautiful. And then like I had so many cravings, like there was times where I was into melons and then it switches to kiwis and oranges and like I just craved all these healthy foods and I was stretching every morning for a half hour and like I was walking and exercising and 
I was just, I had a really positive mindset. It was just amazing. And I felt good. And like my girl, she was, when I felt her, I felt her at 14 weeks for the first time. Wow. And since then, and like on our ultrasound at 13 weeks, like she was dancing in there and stretching and everything was fine and perfect. Um, and yeah, yeah, she has been very active ever since. <laughs> she is the only one in the family who has a six pack and she's four, she's turning four. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it was just simply amazing until I was to get, give birth. Um, yeah. yeah. The third trimester, I was a bit tired and I felt like a whale. I'm, I'm very sure that I'm 4'11 and like I was okay. almost, wow. yep. I, yeah, I was only barely, I felt like a whale. <laughs> Um, yeah, and yeah. and people ask me if I had if I had twins or triplets. Um, that was how big I was. Um, but yeah, yeah, loved it. Wow. Yeah. So and, and in terms of that birth, like, do you feel like looking back on it? I mean, we can get into the details of it if you yeah. want. But um, yeah. did you feel like looking back on it? Do you feel like you was there something you could have done differently to prepare yourself or in terms of education or, you know, did you, I mean, I know I went blindly in being like, I don't really trust the medical system, but I'm going to go there anyways. And that was sort of the, mis the mistake I made in terms of that first birth experience. What was your experience around that? I actually uh, wanted to have a home birth um, with a midwife. And um, unfortunately, Oh, it, it was a, it, it ended up fine. But um, on the Fair Islands where I live, we also produce very large ch children. So my, my girl, she was, uh, I gave, I gave birth six days before week 40. So about, a, yeah, in, and already a week before then she was she was very big um mm -hmm. weight at birth her birth weight was 3950 grams so that's almost four kilos um yep. that is about two no what four kilos 8.8 .8, no 8.2 pounds or something like that uh, yeah, if I'm, my mass is right so she was big she was really big she was already mm -hmm. bigger than I was when I was uh, a newborn <laughs> so right. um yeah. so I was well, not uh, you've been feeding her right yeah so she was not I was not allowed to have a home birth because she was too mm. big um too big yeah yeah so that and that was uh, the issue um, even though we only live five minutes away from the hospital. Mm. So, um, mm. but anyway, my water broke at 6.10 at the morning and I thought I was going to pee in my bed. I made it to the toilet um, and then I leaked uh, all day. <laughs> mm. And um, like then 
I called the hospital and said my water has broke. Um, okay, I could come in and get checked. And I was about two centimeters dilated. Um, and that was fine. I was at home um, and asked to come back later. Uh, the contraction started to getting worse. And uh, I went back about one o'clock in the afternoon. And like, it was fine for the first, like, until I got into labor, labor. But then, like, in the evening, it, it got mm -hmm. a bit dark. Um, I started to have uh, stronger contractions. But the problem was also that I had, I was in pain all the time. And I mm. first discovered why that were when I was like two years ago, I discovered okay. why I had all that pain. And um, I look at, at my birth uh, journal um, from the hospital and it said I was a hysteric mom. Uh, <laughs> So not very nice. Um, and at the time I gave birth, the midwife was also on a strike. So we had midwives flown in from our neighboring countries that didn't know anything about the systems and where to go after what. So that was a, that was a struggle as well and very nerve wracking. Um, so I, yeah, it was I had my husband with me and my mother-in-law and my mother-in-law helped a lot with my husband because he was very mentally stressed about the whole situation. So that was really good. I recommend that. Have your mother-in-law or your mother with for your husband's support because he needs it. So yeah, that was super, uh, it was super difficult. So I was at about 19 hours into the birth, I was in so much pain, I was asking for to get a C-section because I realized that this was not going to happen the way I wanted to. Uh, I was only three centimeters dilated and uh, like I got to five centimeters just before I got a C-section. Um, and an emergency C-section. So that was a, that was terrible. Um, so I had these cramps in, uh, in my digestive tract and it, it, it was horrible all the time. Um, it was worse than the labor pains. Um, so yeah, and the contractions and everything going on, it was so much worse. Um, and I was, yeah, constant pain for 21 hours, but then I finally got my emergency C-section when the water turned green. Um, then I was rushed to another section of the hospital and got my C-section. And I say that, um, that um, what it's called, the, one, the needle you, they put in your back and your, your yeah. Your body, it epidural. is only, yeah, epidural and everything making me ready for the operation. It was a blessing because it was the first time that 
whole day that my body relaxed and was not in pain. So it was so good. Um, And something was finally happening. I was going to see my little girl um, or quite big girl. Um, So that was just super exciting. So that um, unfortunately, my C-section scar got badly infected. Like my infections numbers was above 200 and they have to be under five to be normal. Um, okay. So yeah, that oh, like uh, under five, like not 500, but just under five and you had under five and oh. I had plus t- 200. Um, so, and they first discovered that five days later. Mm. Um, and because uh. I didn't have any sim- symptoms of inflammation because I didn't have headaches, I didn't have a fever, I didn't have anything. And I felt fine. I didn't feel like mm. I had so much inflammation. So, um, but, and then I was put on a lot of antibiotics and antibiotics is just horrible for your system. Um, and at that yeah, I was on. Got my own. Yeah, like killed, for killed everything. Like... Yes, exactly. And I was on antibiotics into the veins three times a day for about six days and then I got um, antibiotics in pills form and was on and off that for a few months actually so like Mm. all that antibiotics just fucked everything up Um, Mm. yeah And, and and antibiotics do have their place but if you put probiotics with them like if you're doing those at the same time can mitigate some of the damage sometimes it's helpful to fight infection but often there's like holistic things we can do i'm gonna do a podcast about that yeah yeah when you when you do antibiotics remember to take probiotics because i wasn't aware of that at that time and no one recommended it to me um so i i definitely needed to take a, a high and good doses of that um to, to yeah. combat some, some of the damage um so yeah that was a and it gave my disease a big setback yeah. a massive setback and it actually and i lost my milk after three months because my body mm. barely was hanging through um right so, yeah, so yeah, it was picking up digestion because you killed up all, all your good bacteria yeah. in your gut that you just worked for how many years before that to, to re-improve. Mm-hmm. Just like, let's just kill everything in the gut. Like we're working on the infection here in your like in your C-section scar or your C-section sort of incision. But like actually like that's where the medicine's needed and you know the internal parts of that, not like the entire body, right? So then exactly. you kill off the entire body, you've got to you've got to work to rebuild the whole body. And if you're putting probiotics in while you're doing the antibiotics, like, yeah, they're getting killed off every time you do the antibiotics, but at least you're putting them in so that that's the, your baseline that you're working from as you come off the antibiotics and then stick with the probiotics for a bit afterwards. Um, it's like, oh yeah. gosh, like what a, yeah. what a faux pas of medicine to like do no harm. Like let's just wipe your whole system. Anything good you've got in there, let's kill it. So you had a major setback then in your health because of that. Yes, I was <sighs> setback. Yes. And yeah, it was like, what do I do now? Of course, I continued with what I was doing. 
because I knew it was working. I just, and I knew all these meds that has been put into my body was doing this damage to me. So I knew that the yeah. only way of healing my body um, and getting, getting back to some sort of normal was continuing eating well and continuing yeah. fueling my body with the best food. But, um, and then I did some research about antibiotics and strong doses of antibiotics. And then I realized that um, because like all moms in my mom groups was losing weight like that, it was so easy for them. And I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm the certified nutritionist and I'm not losing weight. That is pretty annoying. Um, and then right. I was, yeah, yeah. And then I was reading up on it, and um, that high doses of antibiotics can actually, it takes about a year, maybe one year and a half year to get out of your system, and oh. that can cause <sighs> things like you can your body hold on to your weight because your body in is in such a stress situation that it keeps everything tied into your body and um, you are simply not able to lose weight and I have to come had to come to terms with that and like being overweight due to that and not losing all that baby weight and being a certified nutritionist I felt like a fraud um, so yeah, yeah that was a I, I, I needed, I worked a lot with my mindset then because I, I had to change my mindset because that was the reality. And the, the thing is, it happens to so many people. So many people yeah. has exactly the same thing happening and really get down about not being able to lose weight if you have had a lot of medicine into your body. And that is medicine is not natural it is synthetic it is it's only synthetic and it does a lot of harm to your body and and some medicines put your body in a, a sort of emergency state and then your body keeps all your fats deposits on your body and you just simply yeah, just have to wait it out yeah, the, the fat stores, like the, the body grabs toxins and bonds them to the fats and puts them as far away from the organs as possible, right? Like in here, yeah. on our thighs, in our underarms, all that stuff. And it's literally a protective measure, which is why people have a hard time losing weight if they're not also doing detox work. Because it's like, great, you lost the fat because you starved your body for some weeks. But as soon as you put fat back in the system, all those toxins that have been running around in your body are like, oh, great, we've got some place to go. So you've got to do the detox to let it out. Exactly. <sighs> so, um, so yeah, I felt like the big, biggest fraud. And my God, disease was set back so many years. Um, it was okay about 10 months. Uh, but then, or oh, less, uh, like maybe five, six months, I, I, I felt good. I, I could still stroll around with my stroller and my daughter and everything was was fine-ish. Um, but then the antibiotics started to wear off uh, mm. slowly. And then I felt 
more sick and more tired and hmm. and I had days where I was so fatigued that I could only be in the bed and it was so difficult just to get out to go pee hmm. and I had Gosh. to take care of my daughter and she wanted to play with me and I had to I was simply just laying on the floor playing with her. That was what I was doing. And it was, and days like that, it was so horrible because I didn't know when my body was going to get back to a normal state. And at feeling like, like that, it was just the most horrible because I was so well, I felt so good before my birth. I just wanted yeah. to continue that. So that was also a, some sort of grief that I, I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't able to do that. Um, but yeah, reality was reality and I had to work with it. So like, and it has just improved over the years. Um, just time but and still yeah. continuing to work on it and good probiotics and good healthy foods and just rebuilding it exactly Gosh. um and then two years ago i finally got a diagnosis on what was wrong with my digestive system hmm. okay. and what happened there? Um, yeah so i like i was the annoying patient for my doctors and everyone uh, because I was in there complaining and wanting to have an answer to my digestive right. issues because it has been yeah. something that I have dealt with from newborn till um, yeah till now so like it has just been a struggle all my life and I wanted answers and I was not get, giving yeah. up. So, um, so yeah. And finally, in yeah, two years ago, I got the answer. I had exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means that my pancreas didn't produce enough enzymes to digest fats and proteins. Mm. Which was... It was so logic to me because when I switched to a plant-based lifestyle, a high-carb plant-based whole food plant lifestyle back in 2013, the things I was cutting off, off was all these uh, animal fats and it was all these right. proteins that was really difficult to digest. And I, I felt mean, amazing. Yeah. I felt alive. Yeah. So it yeah. really made sense to me but also I, um, and then I, of course, researched it, searched it because I have never heard about this condition. Um, yeah. And then it, it, uh, I realized it is really rare and it is most often a, a side running disease. So, for example, people who suffer, suffer with uh, cystic fibrosis okay yeah have this and um and some other diseases it can happen to as well um as pancreatic uh, cancer 
uh, you will also have this issue and so on. So I, but it, it was so rare. I have spoken with three people who has it without another disease. Um, hmm, but wow. it, but it, it is really, really rare. And like I was looking for uh, local foundations about this disease, but there's none. There's, Just the internet, uh, right? Yeah, and the internet is actually, it is one of the diseases I have looked up that has, like I only found five different uh, studies about this and it, they wow. were so tiny. So uh, it is really not that researched. So um, the doctor told me that I, he could put me on uh, these artificial enzymes uh, to help. Uh, and I could go see a di dietitian. Um, and then I told him, I'm a certified nutritionist and I have done this with my diet. And he told me, and like, he was not even um, like, not even vegan, not even like, hasn't looked into plant-based eating or nothing. Um, very standard Scandinavian doctor. And um, I told him I am eating this way and it is working pretty well for me. I still have um, some issues, but uh, I'm going to continue eating this way. And uh, he was of course worried about where do you get your calcium and your protein from? And then I had to explain it to him. Um, That's how but I then with the doctors, sometimes you just got to educate them. Like I remember talking exactly. to a mental health doctor and being like, tell me what you know about microbiome. He's like, what's a microbiome? I'm like, yeah. uh, right. We, you're, I have education to give you Mr. Doctor, not the other way around. Like, I don't want to do yeah. that. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, yeah, I told him about what I was doing and how it has, has helped me in the past. And, uh, he was very interested. And uh, that was super nice. And um, I showed him the, the supplements that I use um, to just better myself. Um, and, and he was very positive about that. And um, then he, uh, I wanted to research what he was um, offering me. And then I did some research and then I got, went to my next appointment and said like, I have read um, about these and they only work like it was so little chances of the, mm. them working. And um, right. you had it was something like you needed to take them uh, one or a half hour before each meal, even snacks. Ugh. So yeah. it was a, it was yeah, right. Like yeah. it was yeah, a right. really hassle um, to to do those. And I was researching those and seeing that they like they were so little beneficial that um and then I told him what I have found and he agreed with me and he said that I was probably his best patient with this diagnosis and he didn't have many but um my diet was so so fine adjusted that uh, he did. He, he didn't even believe that uh, the pills would do uh, much of a difference, if any. Hmm. And um, hmm. 
And he said that I should just continue what I was doing um, mm. and then get my blood work done um, every half year. Yeah. So that that was really it. And um, at that time, I still had a lot of issues. Like I was only able to work 15 hours a week because my legs and my I had so much brain fog and my legs. Um, I actually got tested for arthritis because I had arthritis uh, pains in my necks and my ankles. Mm. Um, yeah. So I got tested for that. It was negative. So I didn't have that at all. Um, it was related to me not digesting food properly still. Um, mm. So yeah, that was a journey. And then an evening, my husband says to me, we have heard about this, um, this man in, in Africa this uh, pastor who was praying for people and um, and like praying for me what it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt anything uh, it could only help so um, so why not and then he said like it was just when uh, COVID started so we were not able to travel we didn't we are anti-vax as well so we didn't wanted all the vaccines either so we uh, he asked um, maybe you can write to them and they can pray for you um, just just to try something different and, and new and we did that and I like I went into their website and like I'm technical uh, of my my husband and me I'm the technical person so I went into the website I figured it all out and they actually had a a prayer submission um hmm. so I I just like wrote it all out and and sent them an email and like I was I was not expecting anything I was like expecting that um, they, they might pray for me on a service on a Sunday or something like that. I was not expecting anything at all. Um, mm -hmm. And I, like, I didn't hear anything for two months. But then suddenly, um, my WhatsApp was, there was a message on my WhatsApp from a number with a, like, a strange number, not a local number at all. Um, yeah. And then it was a message from um, this church, and hmm. and like they they wanted to talk with me. Okay, then um, I said the times I was available, and uh, then they called me the day after, and it was like they wanted me to go on this. Um, have an interview first and then go on this Zoom call, um, a prayer call they had called distance is not a barrier. And I did that that Wednesday. And it was like, I, I didn't know what to expect. I have just seen some videos from this church and they really did some amazing things and they had some great connections with God. So that was amazing. Um, and I loved 
the way they taught the word. They were not um, like different churches have different ways of teaching the Bible. Mm. And I really loved this way because it was so true to the Bible and it was, it was, there was nothing off with this. And I have had this with several different churches in my past that something seems wrong. So, but Mm -hmm. I didn't have this, this, this church. So I was open. I was, uh, I was giving this a shot because it was a great opportunity. And so I did. And they prayed. We were five or six people. They prayed for that, um, that evening. And it was, it was people with all kinds of struggles. Like there was COVID patients, there was um, on um, oxygen, there was a lady who couldn't walk and hadn't been able to walk. And there was, there was so many different obstacles. And I waited till it was my turn and really didn't have any idea of what was going to happen. I was asked to make a meal that I couldn't digest. So I made, I made a vegan pizza with lots of vegan cheese and it was in the oven. At this point in time, I could not be in a room where there was cooked meat or dairy because mm. the fat particles in the uh, steam from these foods would get into wow. my mouth and I would get diarrhea. That was wow. as bad as it was. So imagine like wow. Christmas time when you're invited to your family. Like I had to stay in another room until everything was done cooking. And like uh, in wow. Scandinavia, we eat, uh, people eat duck for Christmas. It has to cook for hours. So like it was it was horrible. We could couldn't go out to eat because I could not be near anything, uh, meat or dairy. It was that horrible. Right. Um, Gosh. So so yeah, I I I just wanted to go out on a date with my husband and eat somewhere where they serve vegan food, but uh, it doesn't have to be a vegan restaurant. And yeah, just salad, please. Like you know, like. Just have a salad in yeah. a normal place. Yeah, and I, I couldn't even do that because I, it is mm. made in the kitchen with all the other foods. So it was a, a very uh, big struggle for all of us because it was um, it was yeah. stealing so much, many good mem- memories we could have had because I couldn't yeah. be near anything, meat or dairy. Um, so, yeah. I was, uh, so I have cooked and I couldn't drink, uh, I don't drink caffeinated coffee anymore, but I could not drink caffeine uh, in a coffee. That would make me bloat instantly and leave me in days of pain. I did that once. It was uh, horrible. Um, so I made me myself an iced coffee and a vegan pizza with lots of vegan cheese and uh, even vegan dressing um, and then it was cooked in an oven with a pizza with meat and dairy on it 
So really just generals myself. The ultimate like not happening food for you. Just like, nope, nope, yeah. nope, nope, nope. But here you you made it and you're on the Zoom call with this church. Yeah. And what happened? What happened? I'm just like, I gotta know. And like first they are praying for us all. They are they are praying um that we should be released from this evil inside of us. And mm. And like they continue to pray for maybe a half hour. I don't know. It, it was very emotional too. But then I started to cough. And then I started to cough slime up tasting like, um, like oh, what's, what is called in English, um, like metals. It was tasting like metals. Mm. It was really tasting like, yeah. like some kind of poison. And I was coughing this up, and I felt it from my pancreas. Like it, my my mm. stomach moved, like really to get this slime out. And and like I continued to cough um, it up for quite a while. I think uh, maybe maybe 10, 15 minutes, it just yeah. came out, all this toxin. Um, and then like, I felt so, I felt so light. I felt so calm. I felt like, I felt so light. It was like, I, I was a feather. It felt that light. And like my best friend, She's so funny, but she says I walk like an elephant when I'm tired because my legs are so heavy. And I felt like I was a, a, a ballerina. So it was really, I, it was strange. Um, it was so yeah. good. And I felt so relaxed in my entire body. And then they asked me to try the foods and try my iced coffee. And I tried it and The thing is, before I felt everything. I felt if I drank a glass of water, I will, I would feel it all throughout uh, my entire digestive system. I knew exactly yeah. where my food were, um, mm. and you can you could ask me any time of the day. I knew exactly where everything were, and then mm -hmm. like I started to, I took a sip of uh, this iced coffee. And I only feel this to here. I didn't feel it travel through my system like I did before. Wow. It, yeah. it was so strange. And, and I didn't feel like, yeah, I felt a bit of the caffeine, but I didn't feel anything else. Um, wow. And it, I, I lo love the taste of coffee I have always done. Um, but... I, I didn't feel anything. It, it felt like, and I didn't know that everybody else was feeling this way when they ate because I have mm. always felt everything. Um, so that was amazing. And then I was asked to, to eat the pizza and I ate like, and put, put enough dressing on there. Like, like the pizza places. Like it was really yeah. done, done. And I ate that yeah. and nothing happened. And I didn't feel it 
for uh, I didn't feel it only to hear and then like it was like nothing mm. it was so strange it was so good um, and the thing is at that time I couldn't walk very far either so it was mm. and I was walking very slowly my husband called me his pensioners because he said I walked like a 95 year old um, with your elephant legs I, right yeah exactly so I was I was I was not my best and like when we was with my girl in in the stroller and I had he had to push her because I couldn't I couldn't even lift her mm. at this point um it was it was horrible mm. to not be able to do that um and like if we should walk down to his parents who lived about one maybe two kilometers down the road I couldn't do that and I couldn't I could certainly not walk home because that was uphill mm-hmm. um, so like and I needed breaks every 200 300 meters I needed to sit down for yeah. 10 minutes so it, it was really horrible and mm. something just needed to change and so I did this and the next day I was out running wow. I haven't run for years and in in my in my past I loved to run so like it was it was so strange I could do all these things I could go hiking we live in an amazing country for hiking and I could suddenly go hiking without worrying about falling over the thing is I have always fallen over as well like my body just have shut out and uh, said you need to need a break I'm giving you one and then I have fell flat on my face it has happened so often I didn't do I don't do that anymore so like all these things have just changed wow. as well and then I I could exercise again I could and I could lose weight again I could do all these things that I have had such a hard time doing so it, it is just and then it was from my girl who is now turning four so the past three years we have tried to have child number two but Mm. because of all these struggles it has been such a struggle it has been such a struggle um like i have conceived no problem in that but it is it has been about week six week seven i have miscarried every Mm. time Except this one. Um, so, so yeah, yeah finally. It um, feels so good. It does. Like, and the, the strange thing is that I got two faint positive lines. Um, at, I was about eight weeks. And at that time, they should be hot pink. Um, but anyway, so... I, I waited and then a week later I went to the doctors and it my pregnancy test came out negative it was the 13th last month um like that is also a bad number bad day to go to the doctor <laughs> um but then I went home and prayed and the same spirit come came over me and mm. 
I felt like my C-section scar, where it was, it opened up like Moses when they were crossing the Red Sea and he put his arm out, it opened. And I felt the baby traveling up. And now I'm here. I don't trust the doctors. They can uh, be them. My, my doctor is called God. And because he's the only one who have changed anything in my life. He has directed me to this one to become a certified nutritionist, uh, to become a mindset coach, coach as well. He has directed me throughout my life. And he is the only one who have helped me with my issues and been my doctor. So, um, yeah, I don't trust the medical system and uh, I probably never will, uh, but um, I have a better doctor. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes, thank you. I just so moved. Like, I almost cried there a couple of times because I could just feel it. Like, you can feel it. It's like, <gasps> this, like, power coming through you as you talk about it. And, yeah. and um yeah, gosh, that's really incredible. So then are you weaving that sort of that the power of God in that through the work that you're doing with people? Are you like, how are you bringing that forward? Or are you dealing more with like sort of the nutrition and the, and the mindset and letting people figure out their own path of spirituality? How is that coming together for you? The thing is, the Bible is all about love. You should love one another and you should give to the people around you. And that is what I do. I love them. I give them information. I love them. I help them change their mindset so they can live out that dream because I believe, I'm a firm believer in everybody deserves to live that dream life and everybody can get that dream life. And like, I'm, I'm proof of that. My life have been, I have had so many struggles. I have had at so many times I wanted to give up, but I have pulled through and God yeah. has been one of these pieces in my puzzle. And then also nutrition and self-development is, is so important for, for everything. Um, and I think uh, of what my experience is, is you have to do something to get somewhere you have to mm -hmm. put an effort in then you will receive and that that's the same thing with the bible you have you i know a lot of christians who are christians who go to church every sunday but have only read the bible once from start to finish um and i even know christians who haven't read the bible uh, only have read some parts of the Bible and pick and choose. Yeah. But you really have to put the work in. You have to do the do's and um, to get results. And that's the thing. Yeah. Um, and like our faith is, uh, I don't even know if it is defined as Christian anymore uh, because the only mm. doctrine we follow is the Bible because. Um, we have just found so many wrongs in religion. So, um, yeah, I have faith. Yeah, I don't have like religion. A, there's like a, a deeper faith and a deeper connection with like that essence of God than is 
I mean, I think a lot of the, I think a lot of the Christian traditions, the way they started sort of when the Roman empire took it and, and sort of like, was like, okay, we're going to use this as the official religion of the state. Now it was very much a, a method of controlling people. And there have been lots of abuses that have come through that state of religion, but that doesn't change the essential message of Christ. It doesn't change the essential message that we should love each other. Um, you know, and I, I really love when I encounter people who embody that, who embody that like essence of like the loving essence of God, the loving essence of, you know, I don't care whether you call it God or Allah or um, Buddha, you know, we talk about space Buddhas in my family. It's like these loving, like, conscious beings that are like space Buddhas are so enlightened they're like coming to earth being like let's like wake you guys up a little bit so you can live happier lives you know doesn't matter to me what people call it and if you prefer calling it God is beautiful it has a feeling it has a sensation a palpability that comes with it when it's in a true form there's no fear there's no anger there's no torture there's no hatred at any of that and unfortunately a lot of those feelings and emotions are fairly common when it comes to um, you know religious structures there are obviously beautiful ones that are doing good work too but um i yeah, i would say with uh, we have sort of come out of religion simply simply because um like my my husband grew up in a pentecostal church and i grew mm. up um in uh, as a protestant um uh, like only going to church uh, a few times a year. It was really not that yeah. um, that massive. And Alex, not here. Alex, not here. It's too loud in the background. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. So, uh, and we have just felt like something has been off, and there were and mm. there has been more to it. So. Actually, last year I decided I didn't, I wanted to read the Bible from start to finish. And I did that every evening, two hours every evening, I was reading the Bible wow. and highlighting and taking notes. So, uh, so yeah, that was my, one of my projects last year. Um, wow, yeah. And that made me discover that there is a lot of, of, things in the Christian religion that's, that has been marketed really, really good. Like the marketing about um, like foods. It, it is the same sort of marketing and it is, it's, it's really, and that way also it, it ties in together with what I'm doing because like Christianity in the early days has been marketed as good as uh, McDonald's and Burger King and all these fast food chains it's really good marketing absolutely, um, absolutely. so but yeah and they took, a, they took a lot of the pagan traditions that were there beforehand and sort of was like well these are Christian traditions now like we can see there's an yeah. uprising of this let's see if we can like rotate it this way to, to, to meet our goals and that's like Roman Empire influence which we're, like, we're all still dealing with the influences of that you know, sort of exactly and 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 most like most people kind of. don't know that that Christmas is actually a um, Viking way of celebrating and on the Faroe Islands where I live 
it is still called Yule, which is the Old Norse for Christmas, which was a celebration with elves and uh, like all these um, kind of things. Like in Sweden, Sweden they have uh, these um, goats uh, um, of uh, of um, dried like hay goats. Um, and that is a part of uh, this Viking tradition as well. So, um, and the Bible doesn't mention anything about Christmas. It mentions, right. and Jesus' birthday is in September, in the end of September. So it has been really good marketing to just move his birthday a couple of months and then combined it with something people is already familiar with. So really good marketing, not so much Bible and faith. Um, right. so, so that is one of the, the funny things about um, why we have come out of religion. The same with Easter. Um, yeah. Easter is actually a, a pagan goddess fertility goddess who had an egg-laying rabbit. There is where we have the eggs and the rabbits from at Easter. Um, but it I was... I always wonder that. Like they're, yeah. not, they're not in the Bible, are they? I don't think so. Like... No, so that is funny. But Easter was held um, close to Pesach, which is um, Passover. Hmm. So they, those two traditions has been merged together in Christianity. Hmm. So, so, so it's like, there's just something not right about this. And it, all the holidays in this, it says it should be kept forever and ever. And even Jesus held them. So why shouldn't we? Um, hmm. so, so like, that is why we, like what is known as, as the Jewish holidays is uh, actually the Bible holidays. They have a few extra um, that is also religion. But yeah. they have the only uh, real biblical holiday Christians still keep, and it is amazing, is uh, Pentecost. It is something that we have... In, Christians have in common with Jews. We all hold, uh, hold Pentecost and it is in the Bible. That is the only Christian holiday that is in the Bible. So, um, yeah, and for people who aren't familiar with that holiday, what's the, what's the sort of theme or, or chiming or wisdom around Pentecost? Like it was uh, like, the Pentecostal church, it is when they spoke in tongues. Um, so that is why the Pentecostals speak in tongues. Um, and the tongue speaking it was about spreading the message of the gospel. So speaking in, in tongues, what it says in the Bible is that um, God made the disciples speak in different languages so they can tell the gospel to all the languages on the earth. So mm. to be able to speak in, 
if you speak in tongues, other people have to understand. Mm. Um, so that is an essential key to that. And it was all about spreading the message uh, about uh, God's word. What it says in this book, we have translated to so many languages. Um, and that was what they did at Pentecost. Um, so really it is about spreading the message of God and the love we need to give each other. And like that we have to give to, to everyone. Uh, we don't necessarily have to expect something back. Um, and right. like, yeah. so, so that message was spread at Pentecost and it is so beautiful, but discovering all these other holidays because there's a lot of biblical holidays it is amazing to figure out like jesus was not born at christmas he was born at sukkot which is a celebration where people gather together in the evening um eating in these um huts where they have a um, stray roof so they can see the stars it's really a star looking uh, festival and it, it it lasts a week um so the first wow. day and the eighth day you keep holy you keep a sabbath so you keep the sabbath like and the fourth commandment is keep the sabbath holy and the Sabbath is Saturday, not Sunday. So that is a thing that the Catholic Church is happy to take credit for. Uh, but but yeah. things like that. So like, and like the Bible has dietary laws as well. Um, they are not as strict as vegans. But also like in the desert, when Moses and his people walked in the desert, for 40 years. What were they fed? They were fed manna grains, um, which is wheat. Mm -hmm. It was what they got to make uh, bread of, uh, porridge, and so on. It was what they were given from God, from the heaven. And then they picked and asked for meat. And then at last God gave in and gave them some um, the small uh, ch chickens they are like like quails or yes exactly quails they were yeah. um, God gave, gave them quails but already when they had the first bite of it in their mouth he was he raged with anger because they didn't listen to God. They didn't trust in God would give, mm. get them safely to Israel. Mm. So that was a sign of distrust and not trusting that the vegan food that they were getting was good enough for them. Mm. And they were going to live perfectly off of that. So, yeah, and like lots of people died in, in the desert because they were not uh, keeping the commandments of God. So like it, it is just, and um, holding 
these pagan traditions like they did in the desert, uh, like they did in Egypt. So like a lot, it is just amazing. So many places in the Bible, it, it just confirms that. And in, in the Garden of Eden, they ate plants. It was the optimal way. It was just Eva who listened to the snake. But it was vegan as well. So mm-hmm. there's so many p- places in the Bible that is vegan that concludes that vegan food and plant-based foods, uh, natural plants, is the best way for us. Uh, it's the healthiest. We get strong. So it, there's so many places in the Bible that concludes that this is best, but we have been allowed to eat Uh, in the Bible, we were allowed to eat um, sheep, we were allowed to eat fish, we were allowed to eat um, poultry, and we were allowed to eat uh, cows. Uh, and then we like we are not allowed to eat pigs, we are not allowed to we are not allowed to eat um these uh, filtering animals who filter, who yeah. cleans um, like yeah. swims and mussels and then it, all these like pigs is also cleaning animals yeah. and they, they even can be cannibalistic. Um, so these sorts and whales and sharks, we are not allowed to eat either. Um, and um, like these hunting birds and hunting animals, we are not allowed to eat. So this is really interesting as well um, that we are not allowed to eat so many things in the Bible. And the Bible concludes mm. what is the healthiest way to live. So, and the seven-day Adventists really got it. They yeah. keep the Sabbath, they keep the dietary law. Um, the only thing is the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they have some of the longest lifespans in in the whole world. Like if you look at that, their populations, and it's like close community groups, like vegetarian, or I'm not sure if they're vegan, but definitely like a plant based diet, yeah. whole foods. Like they've they've really got that dialed in, and you're like something to learn there. Close knit social groups, all of those things really important. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So every everything I do really just tie in, and the coaching part is. It is so important to develop that healthy mindset that is aware of all the positives in life. And that was mm-hmm. a, a thing I started to implement when I was depressed. I needed to realize how much beauty there is in the world, how much good there is in the world. One of the reasons I don't watch the news. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, so really starting to realize all the great things you have in the world, seeing all the great things and and being aware of that. And like, it's all God's creations. It's so beautiful that we are, we have to be aware of all the beauty there is in life. To be positive, to lead happy lives, we need some positivity into our lives. And it is so easy to get affected by negativity and comparing yourself with everyone else and and it's so important really to 
to do something about that and be aware of what you can do yourself. And that, that's the same thing with your lifestyle. What can you do yourself to get better? And uh, with yeah. faith, what can you do yourself to get better? And who can you ask to get better? Um, yeah. I definitely yeah. recommend God because he is, uh, he is a good doctor. Yeah. And yeah, he's free yeah, as well. <laughs> Right. Prayer is always free. Prayer should be free. I guess it's not always free, not in all corners of the world. Thanks, no, but, you know, Roman Catholic yeah. Church for that. But, um, you know, prayer is actually free. Yeah. You know, true, true, like heartfelt prayer. And I know that, you know, even not as somebody who reads the, the Bible, um, although I was raised in like a Christian tradition, um, finding that way back to spirituality, finding that way back to knowing that like when I ask somebody answers, um, even if I don't call them God myself personally, uh, there's a there's like a beauty in that. And when I really ask, when I really ask with like my whole heart, like there's always a response. There's always a beautiful response. I think even last night, it was like I couldn't sleep. I was up late. Like some idiot drove by, some lovely human doing their own experience. I mean, you know, like drove by with like pump and bass at like 1:30 in the morning, and I'm like, ah, I had this like pain in my wrist I haven't had for for years like carpal tunnel type feelings and I just was lying there being like please like I don't want to feel this anymore I don't need to have any like I don't want to feel any of this pain in my body and this you know seeing this like out of the darkness like almost pitch black out there's this like effervescent form that like emerges out of the darkness and moves towards me in response to my prayer and then I see this image of like myself like in this like ah like sort of like contorted face in like pain and it's like it's being pulled out of me you know and it's just like what is that? And it's like, well, you know, in your terminology and God, God is like there and like literally just like exiting the pain from my body. And I, I woke up in the morning. It was like, my wrist is totally fine. It's like, it doesn't hurt anymore. Like, whoa, you know, I'm definitely on a journey to like, I one of the things I really appreciated about you, you is like, you have a clear terminology. You have a clear connection with that, that, that is really, uh, I find really common and often very strong in people who have a very strong faith in like God through a sort of Bible perspective. I'm like still trying to figure out what exactly that looks like for me in a, in something that that's not quite in that, in that box. I mean, it's not even a box, but like not quite in that perspective. Like for me, I got this, like, I got to be a unicorn and elbow my way yeah. into a new little tetrahedron of faith or whatever, you know, <laughs> like that's the way I'm... when, when I was 18, 19, I never thought I was yeah. going to be a Christian. I was actually new age then. Um, yeah. But yeah, just on this journey, like I have just been led in the direction that I need to go. Um, yeah. And, and that's the thing also, being willing to be led in the, rec- the direction that you are meant to go. Because often right. we... We don't allow that we want to we want to be in control of everything i i say we have yeah. a lot of control of our life and we can take control of so many things in our life also our health and our mindset but also allowing that to accept that you're not in control of everything in your life and you would will be put through challenges but you are getting out on the other side stronger and smarter and really accepting that fact 
that you need that journey to learn is, uh, is also very important for, for being healthy and to keep, um, to keep going, essentially. Yeah, it's like, would you or I have like read all of those books and researched all of those things and had the wealth of knowledge that, that we now have or the passion or the excitement or the, the knowledge, you know, like we both have this like embodied knowledge of like that plant-based food really helpful for humans like turns out it works right and we know that because of our personal experiences and and we have the enthusiasm from having been in this challenge to really want to share that with other people and and you know I, I believe that we we choose our life paths before we before we come to earth we go oh that looks really challenging that'd be fun that was really challenging that'd be fun oh that's a shit show let's go do that you know and it seems like fun before we pop into the earth body and then we get in the earth body we go like whoa we gotta learn how to walk this is a lot of work you know we gotta figure out how to talk this is a lot of work like, i thought it was gonna be more fun than this it's like kind of challenging you know we end up with traumatized parents and layers of trauma and it becomes a lot more challenging than maybe we thought we signed on for or you know we sort of get this like human perspective that makes it a bit more challenging and the beauty of the journey is to get to this place where we're now re-centered in that sort of like pre-conception cosmic consciousness, God consciousness, however we want to call it, that that's connected with like, oh, like life is an adventure. Let's go explore this, you know, and it's so beautiful to talk with somebody like you who, you know, we, we share that journey of being like, I don't want to be here anymore. And then finding this path to being like, I want to be here so much that I'm going to like bring new life forth into the world and explore that and expand that. And, you know, somebody else needs to experience this too, this beautiful journey. I want to share it. It's so beautiful. I want to share it with people, you know, both in helping people, helping mamas recover their mental health, sharing these inspiring stories and also bringing life into the world. Even with all the weirdness and strangeness of the world these days, it's like, it's still like, we need those beautiful awake souls who have relatively untraumatized or resolved traumatized parents to like, bring forth another generation who can do better than what we've done yeah yes exactly yeah, think, and that that is what we do with our kids like we give them this amazing background to grow up and become these amazing people who are full of joy and sharing important things and really leading a, a life that inspires others and yeah. It, it, I think it's so important. Like I, I have heard many vegans say, oh, the, the world is so overpopulated. We don't need any more people into this world. So I don't want to have babies. And I actually think that is sad because what, what I am producing is I, we produce children into this world, good human beings that have grown up this way who, how many vegans do we know that has been vegan their entire life? Like, I only think I can mention three that I know of that has been vegan all their life. Like, just yeah. look at the, the next generations, how many people will be who have grown up a vegetarian or vegan? It, it is amazing yeah. and look at what work they can do to improve and better the earth for everyone yeah. not only vegans it's yeah. it, 
improve that for everyone. And I think that that is kind of a responsibility of yeah. vegans because it's not, it's not only about me being vegan. It's not only about uh, my family being vegan. It is also about changing the way we think about food, changing the way we think about our climate, changing the way we think about how to be good humans, how we think about our animals. Yes, we we need all that. And that is what we're creating when we create new life. And I agree. Beautiful. yeah, so I'd love to, you know, I'd love to, I think that's a beautiful sign from the universe. We can wrap it up today. And so I'd just love to hear from you. Uh, if you have any upcoming programs or if people are really inspired to work with you, what's the best way for them to go about doing that, to find you? So um, I have some different programs. This month, we have the 10-Day Nutrition Boost Challenge that was similar to the challenge I started my journey with um, back in 2013. And um, that is a free challenge in my group. So you just have to send me a DM on my social media and you have the links to share them. Um, Then I will send your links to become a part of that um, in the group where there's so much information and inspiration so that is that's just a really good group to be in to get all this free stuff that's my free group with all my free information and my cookbooks and so on Um, and we have some fun in there we are over 700 now so that's uh, that's amazing and um, (laughs) Yeah, we have a lot of amazing people in there to uh, to share our successes with as well as our struggles. So that is really, really, really fun. I love being in there and uh, being with you there. Then uh, I also have my tree, um, like now my hands, my tree package, package solution where you can combine 12 weeks of mindset coaching one-on-one with me and um, combine that with a 12-week nutrition program tailor-made to you that is uh, mm. and as and as add-ons to reach results even faster and to feel even better faster i recommend adding the juice plus capsules as I have to that and the complete. So the 12 week nutrition um, program combined with the 12 week mindset coaching along with the complete and the capsules is the gold package because that way you just get really, really far in 12 weeks. Um, So that is uh, one option. And then you have the option just to add the capsules to your 12-week coaching and nutrition program. Um, It all depends on your needs and your budget, really. And um, the last, uh, the the bronze packet I have, it is simply just the 12 weeks coaching and 
the 12 week nutrition program. Um, so that is uh, the packages I have um, for my coaching and nutrition. And the reason I com combine these two is because nutrition is so such an important factor when it comes to mental health, as we spoke about earlier in this episode. So that is why I have nutrition combined with the coaching, because that is going to get you much further than if you just did one or the other. Um, and the coaching and nutrition is also important to really get wrap your mindset around eating in a healthier way. So like it is important both factors to create that fantastic balance that you crave and like feel amazing everybody de deserves to feel amazing so um and you can't do that if one of your mindset sucks or your diet sucks it 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 is just out of whack and it doesn't work that way so that is why i throw the nutrition over the coaching and um then the complete uh, the juice plus products i simply just love them um i have been taking these for four years as well and even as a healthy plant-based eater they give me so much because they are bioavailable and um and that is a big reason why i take these and a lot of nutrition supplements is not bioavailable and you don't feel the effects of them. And I have tried a lot of those. Uh, these, I feel the effects of all these. Um, and that's why I decided to try them in the first place. Because um, at that time, I was in my third trimester and I felt like a whale and I was really tired in the morning and I wanted to get up a bit earlier. So yeah. um, I added the premium capsules and the the complete shakes to my life and I woke up at seven in the morning and jumped out of bed instead of waking up at 11 and feeling sluggish all day so um, that even as a healthy vegan eating a lot of healthy foods meeting my daily requirements and the thing is with um, this is berries fruits and vegetables and the thing is, these are rind ripe. The fruits and vegetables we get in the store is not rind ripe. And in the last 10% of the ripening phase, plants get all that 90% uh, of their nutrition. So if we don't mm. get ripe fruit and vegetables and legumes and so on, we don't get enough nutrition as it is. And that is uh, that is why I add these for an insurance. And the amazing things about these is it is simply just freeze-dried um, polarized fruit, vegetables, and berries. That is fine, right? GMO-free and uh, like bioavailable vegan. The capsules are vegan and they are so good. They work wonders. And the complete powder is not only protein, a protein shake, it is a powder that is complete. You can use it as a snack or meal replacement. I use them in my breakfast smoothie as um, I said earlier. I still drink a liter of smoothie every morning in my big yep. German beer glass <laughs> because yes. it just gets the flow going. And it, 
it hydrates me. So that, uh, and I add this one because then I'm full longer. This also has B12 in it. And of course it's vegan. Um, and these are safe for children as well. So that is the way my daughter prefer getting her B12 because when she asks for chocolate milk, it is simply a chocolate shake with this. And we usually use rice milk um, in our household. So um, yeah. yeah, she asks for, and uh, sometimes she steals mine when I'm on my exercise bike and um, I can't reach her. She just drinks mine <laughs> and I need to another one that's how good they are even children like them so um, oh so yeah and I'm happy to give her one because then I know that um, she have gotten some good food in there sometimes yeah. children don't eat that much and have fussy periods and so on so this is just really a neat one to have for those times because your children will always have a chocolate milk like Simple, easy, and uh, super yep. healthy. So, uh, yep. so yeah, that is that is why I love these this company and these products, and that is why I have decided to add them to my repertoire of products. Simply because I love them, I use them, and have used them for years, and my entire family uses them. And the amazing thing about them as well is. For one adult order of the premium capsules or the fruit and vegetable capsules, you can get free gummies with fruit and vegetables with for your children between um, for one child between the ages of four and twenty-one, which means wow. that your that your child will get these for free in a gummy form, and they taste really really good, and they are vegan uh -huh. as well. They're super delish. They're like so delish. I was like, are these okay? I'm not sure if these are okay. They're like too delicious, you know, sort of. But um, yeah, you know, like my, yeah. my son loves them. And uh, I've heard wonderful things from many people about turning their health around through the Juice Plus program. And I love that you've taken, you know, those three things and brought them together because I really think like that high density nutrition, the mindset to get yourself, the mindset work to get yourself off those trigger addiction, comfort foods that aren't serving your health goals, you know, the holes in the bucket. And then the, the support to like modify and change the rest of your diet. It's like, and a personalized plan, like those three things, you do that solidly for a month. You're going to see some really, really massive results. You're going to like, your life is going to transform. I say, I mean, really similar work that we're doing right in the world. It's like, give me three months of your life. Like your health will radically turn around, especially if you're bringing all three of those together. So I'm really glad to see you doing that. And yeah, it's exactly. Like, and that is what I am created to do. I am created to give people and get people from where they are now to the dreams they want and their dream life. And that is really what I start off, I set them off to their dream life. And and that I do with goal setting and, and mindset uh, coaching and food and everything because it has to go together to um, get the goals and keep them and develop them. So that is, uh, yeah, it is yeah. just the perfect combination.
Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I know for sure, like I spent probably about six years working only on mindset, not really thinking about what I was eating. I hit a plateau. I did a lot of work. I made good progress. But until I addressed, you know, the whole, the, the dietary issues, you know, the, the cheese quesadillas, non, like non-organic, just like, you know, as a staple every day, all the time, gosh, they were like, they filled some need that I had, but they weren't really meeting my nutritional needs. And if anything, they were putting me at a deficit. And I really, I really suffered from that. And when I started to combine the mindset with the nutrition, with support, you know, from somebody who knows and has been there, because compassion is a big part of it. And the love we talked about, like those three, that's like a, that's a really beautiful gem for transformation. So if people are feeling really called, um, you know, through this, through this episode to work with you, Kirsten, like absolutely reach out to you and I'll make sure all those links, you sent me a, a slack of links, Facebook groups and different, <laughs> different things and links yeah. to the juice. Well, like, so I'll, yeah. All those are in the show notes. And my discovery systems, they are free. It's one and a half hour just with me discovering what you want your 12 week program to be. So, um, so yeah. And you have the links for all that. So, uh, yeah contact me any anytime and anywhere it doesn't really matter i check them all daily yeah yeah and and beautiful like you can work from anywhere you know with the internet it's incredible that and juice plus is an international company so you can literally like have the supplies that you need and the coaching you need from the comfort of your own home you don't have to go anywhere you don't have to go to an office and drive half an hour and pay for parking and blah 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 all these things that western medical wants you to do like cash 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 all over the place with like not really the results that we're looking for and it's like here we have you know women who have been there done that moms who have been there done that suffered through the the challenges and really found things you know we've combined the things that we know work we've seen work for ourselves and for other people and brought them together. So I'm so, I'm so grateful for your time today. I'm grateful for the the beautiful, like spiritual discussion that explored there as well. That was a bit more, I wasn't expecting that. It's just like, Oh, no, me really neither. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Just really grateful for your time today and for your wisdom and for sharing conversation. And I look forward to connecting again soon. Yeah. See you. And yeah. Oh, thank oh you. one last thing. I always yeah. ask for like, if you have a piece of wisdom or something you'd like to share with people, something you wish you'd known or one last thing you'd like to leave them with. What I would wish I have known 10 years ago was that all like I have been a big dreamer my entire life. So if I knew back then that it was possible for all my dreams I had back then to come through and have them just 10 years later. I would have been in a, in a better a spirit and mindset uh, at that time. But it is possible. And I'm here to help anyone who wants help on that journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. You get me so deep every time. I love it. I'm so blessed. Mm. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Big love to you. Big love to all the listeners. And thank you again for your time. You are very welcome. Well, that was awesome. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. How easily can you imagine 
that this experience is integrated already deeply into every cell of your being in such a way that you will begin to notice that you have already been operating from this new behavior for a while and that it was simply a matter of noticing how much you've already been doing this. You may choose to feel that this moment is the moment that completely and utterly into your body or in the days and weeks ahead getting curious about how fully and completely this experience has transformed your life realizing that you are a complete choice to choose how you would like to integrate this information into every cell of your being Thank you so much for being a part of the Joygasmic Life podcast, and I am so grateful to have you here and be a part of it. If you haven't already, head over to joygasm.me to check out our Joygasmic Birth Blueprint ebook and course, which give you all of the information that you need to become a Joygasmic Mama, whether you are postpartum or whether you're expecting your first baby. This course absolutely has tips and tricks for you that will help prepare you for birth, prepare you for the birth of your next child, and prepare you for peaceful and joygasmic mothering on the other side. So absolutely the way that we do one thing is the way that we do everything and so by utilizing and beginning to build a practice of joygasmic alchemy you will absolutely become a better mother and hold space as i am and as many many women are for the enlightenment of the planet we do that first by working on ourselves and then offering that support and that enlightened nature within ourselves to our families and then from there it ripples out so if you haven't already checked that out go check that out now again it's joygasm.me we've also got courses on rescuing your relationship bulletproof mom how to be able to handle even the most intense toddler or uh, special needs child later on in life as well as a multitude of new courses that are coming out we're absolutely grateful to get to have you as a part of that and remember you anyone who participates in the funding of the podcast absolutely gets a membership access which allows you to access the bonus features the ends of some of our episodes exercises from our guests as well as featured free content from them so super glad to have all of you who are a part of that already here and thank you so much for being a part of the joygasmic life family if i could leave you with only one tip for how to be an orgasmic joygasmic mama in this world the invite would be to really step into and embody the knowledge that you are actually here for a reason and that that reason is to be an enlightened being for your family. They chose you for a reason. They chose you on this consciousness journey for a reason. And you absolutely have the tools and skills to be able to do this. If you're struggling, please reach out. I am more than happy to help people rewire what's going on in their brain, create a new story and create a more powerful experience so you can be the kind of mama for your kids that you really have dreamed of. You absolutely deserve it and your children absolutely deserve it. I look forward to getting to know you more and I look forward to co-creating through the membership content. Have a beautiful day and we'll see you on the next podcast.